welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Chija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite Merc with a Mouth. But before we do any of that... Um, Merc with a Mouth. Merc with a Mouth, yeah. That was Deadpool's catchphrase for a while. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, did they keep it that in the... I'm the not sure. Deadpool? I was trying to think if I agree with that, but I guess it, it does. I mean, he's more mouthy than John Wick. He is. He's you pretty mouthy. So, yeah. Compared yeah. to John Wick, especially. Yeah. John Wick has like what? Maybe like. He doesn't say much. Yeah. Fifty lines in the. Not John much Wick. mouth. Yeah, he's, <laughs> John Wick's my favorite Merc, but yes. my favorite Merc with a mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. But before we do any of that, ketchup, condiments, mustard, mayonnaise. Ketchup. Um, I yeah. checked out some of that the um the Fahrenheit 451 we were talking about at the uh, the end of last week. Oh yeah, how was it? Um, a little underwhelming. <laughs> just as soon as I started watching, I'm like, I realized I did see this movie. Um, I couldn't remember if I read the book or seen the movie, and mm-hmm. I, I seen this movie. It was like a 1960s movie, very, very, very good. Right. I seen this adaptation with uh, Michael B. Jordan in it. It's not that great. Well, you know what? I'm gonna hold off my my judgment because it was the way that it was. I fell asleep. Is it episodic? No, it was a it's movie. I believe. Yeah. Movie? No. yeah. So, I mean, maybe it get, picks up, and maybe it is good. But I fell asleep during that bitch. But uh, Michael B. Jordan is in it. And um, one of the lead actors, the guy from um, Guillermo del Toro's last movie, um, Shape of Water, the, um, uh, the tall white guy. Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon. And yeah. Michael Shannon's in it. He does a very good job, but, you know, just, I don't know. I'll say check it out, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a good sign that if a movie is underwhelming yeah. the first time you watch it, it might not get whelming. It may, it the, may not. The second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the first movie was good, but yeah, this movie right here with Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon is just so slow, and it's not my cup of tea. But right. I don't know. we'll see. Maybe maybe people are, are digging it. We'll see what the reviews say for the next uh, couple of days and week. Interesting. Yeah. I've, uh, you, anything else that you watched? Anything else you caught up on? Oh, no, go ahead. I mean, what, what have you yeah. I've been watching a lot of anime. That mm-hmm. is all I've been doing yeah. in terms of, like, consuming my content. I watch uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. It's a super fun anime. Uh, people just beat the shit out of each other all all of the time. That is all that it is. It is a vehicle for people punching the shit out of each other. Okay. It's like Dragon Ball Z, but like in a fantasy world with magic and like soldiers and like knights. That's that's weird. Okay. (laughs) But I really love it. And it's one of my favorites. The in anime, this is things like overpowered characters that mm. a lot of animes don't handle very well. Mm. Dragon Ball Z being one of the few that handles it well. Okay. And then this anime just kind of portrays everything's just kind of fun, and they're killing each other, and they're doing this massive "fuck you, destroy the planet" attacks, and mm. then they stand up, and then just like, oh, that was fun. Okay. Kind of anime. It's really weird. I, I absolutely recommend it if you're into something like fun and quirky. So everybody's just like OP, walking around destroying everything. Yep. <laughs> everybody's just OP as fuck. It's, it's about seven people that are based upon the seven deadly seven, sins. Yeah. And each one of them has like a like an outstanding magical ability. Nice. And it's fucking cool. And okay. it's, it's, uh, I've been having a lot of fun watching it. I'm watching the second season right now. Okay. And uh, I've yet to go back to Boku no Hero. And I really want to go back to Boku no Hero yeah. after yeah. episode three. Oh yeah, but I mean, this uh, My Hero Academia. I am in love still. It's I mean, it just anime. keeps getting better and better. Yeah. Loving that a now, lot. I've read the manga, so I know what happens. Yeah. So I'm just kind of waiting until I have enough to catch up on like all that gorgeous animation goodness. Okay. It's great, fucking great. It's very, very good. I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Other than that, man, I've I've just been like working and then like working on homework and taking mm-hmm. pictures and like I had a shoot yesterday. Yeah. And it went well enough, but I'm always like nervous about the way a shoot goes because oh. you think you got the shots and then you go then, then you go like, oh, look maybe at it. Maybe I like didn't have all the shots, and it's fucking complicated and yeah. all that. And I'm exhausted. And yeah. Oh no, they get it. Definitely gets like that. Definitely does. Mm-hmm. Just balancing everything. Um, did you see that Brooklyn Nine Nine? I think we talked about it last week. How it got canceled. Oh and yeah. Now it is now uncanceled. It took a day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. NBC just went like, oh, they really don't want the show to go. Yeet. Yeah. And then just grabbed it. And what's what's great about that, because like uh so Fox, I believe, yeah, so Fox canceled them mm-hmm. and then everybody went up on Twitter and was pissed off. And then within, you know, a few hours, they're thinking like maybe we're gonna get picked up by Netflix. Mm-hmm. And a Terry Cruz, who's recently on uh DC's and Mero, just giving us the, like the play by play, the timeline of how it's happening for him real time. Mm-hmm. And he was like he heard they they're canceled. Then a few hours later, he's about to be on like hundred thousand dollar pyramid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, they said Netflix might pick us up. I'm happy again. Then you get a text like a uh, Netflix pass. Like oh, like oh, <laughs> yeah, like fuck. <laughs> like up oh, Hulu. Hulu says they might pick us up. All right, up uh, oh, no Hulu pass. You know. <laughs> so then he he goes to sleep. He was like, well, at least you know I get the fanfare that everybody really loves it. So at least mm-hmm. if it's never gonna come back, at least we know that people really loved it. Woke up in the morning, NBC, you got your jobs back. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's pretty awesome. 
that must be an emotional fucking roller coaster oh, for everybody yeah. involved. Do we have a job? Do we not have a job? Am I gonna have to like act again on another thing? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. It's like when you when you have that kind of steady income, you know, just when you have a job, whatever your your pay grade is, say you're making a, a million dollars per episode mm-hmm. and you're working out of New York, and then all of a sudden that is canceled. Yep. And it was like, okay, so how am I gonna pay my bills in this area of New you New York? Because I don't plan on living in New York for the rest of my life, but you will give me a million dollars, which I don't have any longer. Right. Yeah. So let's figure <laughs> this life thing out. Now, <laughs> so yeah, I was just glad everything worked out for talented individuals on that show. It's real mm. nice. Yeah, it is a it's a really good show. Yeah. I, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I, I wish I could cape up for it as as hard as um like my girlfriend watches every episode. I know the characters. I've seen maybe fourteen episodes tops right. out of like the five seasons. But uh, no, I mean I recognize this is a really good show, and I'm glad that it's this coming back. Yeah, same. Plus, I also love the fact that Terry Crews still has a job somewhere. Oh I yeah, love, I love Terry Crews. Yeah, man, he gonna flex some titties, man. <laughs> he gonna flex some titties out. <laughs> Teddy flexing muscles. Hell yeah! Um, I uh, I seen I seen a movie on on uh, Netflix called Amateur. Uh, Amateur was really really. That um, sounds familiar. It's uh, it came out maybe three weeks ago or so, mm-hmm. but um, it's about a kid with an advanced form of dys- dyslexia. I try to look it up. Oh online. yeah yeah yeah. You posted on Twitter about yeah, it. That's yeah. how I know it. Yeah, I was trying to find out like what is this actual thing called? You know, mm-hmm. it's because it's not it's not purely like a small form, like a rudimentary form of dyslexia, because it's not just numbers are a little jumbled up or, or words are backwards mm-hmm. and forward. Like he can't even read, you know, the the shot clock, twenty four second shot clock. The numbers are just blinking in and out, back and forth, and he doesn't know what's what's wrong with him. He can't really figure it out, and they show him he's extraordinary in basketball, mm-hmm. you know, but that is the only thing. So um, he's trying to make it out of poverty with his mother not making much money. His father has a mental uh, disability Mm -hmm. that they don't know what's wrong with him. And you can kind of see where the writing structure is of the son and then the father and what he would eventually become. The father used to be a a great athlete before, too, but then Mm -hmm. mental disability slowed him down, yada, yada. But um, it's, it's a really good story that's about a lot more than basketball, but... I think you have to already be interested in basketball in to order get to it. get the rest of the stuff. So I mean, it's it's good enough though. It's that decent. Sense. Yeah. That's, that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. yeah. But from what from what I read when you posted on Twitter, it made me kind of want to watch it. And I'm not interested in basketball at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it more of a basketball movie or is it more of a drama with basketball stuff in it? It's it's a drama, but uh, basketball is like the vehicle that's driving every other storyline that's connected to it. Okay. But um, but yeah, it's 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 good enough. It's not it's not enough to where I could recommend outside of the fact that it's basketball. Right. But if you are a little interested in basketball, then this can carry it enough for you for you to watch this entire movie. Okay, solid. Yeah, I'm I, into it. I started watching the uh, the show, or was it a movie that you were telling me about two weeks ago? We talked about uh, Anon Anonymous. Oh, Anon, yeah. Yeah, was didn't get into that. Was, I could not could, get into it. I, no. I think after 45 minutes of the movie, I gave up. Yeah. yeah that's about my that's about my clock out time. <laughs> I, I, I gave it maybe 25, 30, because yeah. I wanted to see, um, you were talking about the point of view, um, how they do a lot of POV stuff, mm-hmm. and you said it didn't really vibe well with you, and I was like, I like some POV stuff, and I brought up um, Into the Void, mm-hmm. but in watching A9, I was like, no, nah, I'm not. It doesn't. It it's doesn't a, do it I think it's a wrong kind of POV. Yeah, it just it, 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 it didn't it didn't catch me. But, didn't um, register. Yeah. But excellent actors. Like it's got Amanda yeah. Seyfried and Clive Owens. They're fantastic actors. I Definitely just think so. the movie just didn't hit nah. the spot that it landed. Nah, not uh, well. Yeah, maybe some people are into it. But sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know. And 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 if you are, let us know why 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 uh, we're wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if if you're loving it like that. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Josh Cast and okay. Olive and like everyone that's been listening to the State of the Sitcom episode. Mm-hmm. I've, we've I've gotten a lot of responses on Twitter about nice. that episode. Yeah. So Josh Cast, thank you for having us on the episode. It really is a fantastic episode, and you should oh, yes. check it out. Very good. If you're into, I think they just released the their second series with the Flix Watchers. Okay. I think it's. I hope I hope I'm right. right. I think it's with Flix Watchers. So really solid episode too. I was listening to it earlier. So yeah. Check them out if you're if you're into the whole podcasting thing. Definitely so. You know? They're, they're great. Yeah. Um, I have a thing that I'm I've been moderately annoyed at. Okay. It's it's virtue signaling. Mm. Um, you know you know what I'm talking about. Um, I've heard this phrase thrown yeah. around a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like okay. <laughs> so I'm using it in the way like a lot of people use it just kind of like to dismiss other people. Mm. I'm not doing that. Right. I'm just using the phenomenon. Okay. That is virtue signaling. Right. I am annoyed at that thing, yeah. not oh. at the people that do it. Okay. At that thing. All right. When, like, there, there, recently, you know, there's been this whole conversation about, not conversation, there's been this whole, like, incidents where uh, black families get the cops called on them unjustly and black people get the cops called on them unjustly and mm. all that stuff. 
And it's it's created it's created this whole fucking conversation on yeah. the internet about it. Um, and even if you go back like a couple of years, and, like the uh, the conversation about like racism and, and all of that, yeah. in some degrees has shifted to just pure bashing white people and and like specifically like straight white people. Okay. Um, in some in some circles, that's been just the general thing that's happening. Mm. Let's just bash all white people, mm. and then all of our problems will go away. Okay. And the people that tend to do that are the people that are virtue signaling the most, where they like insult white people, mm. and they just go like, "White people need to stop because they're doing this, 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 and that." Yeah. And then they kind of jerk off in the mirror because having said that, white people need to stop. Most often, the people that are saying that white people need to stop are white people, mm. and they just jerk off in the mirror and they're just like, "Yeah, I feel good about myself." Yeah. And then. And then they just continue on their day, and then the next instance they see of like someone calling the cops on justice, just go like fucking Becky needs to stop, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you, no, you need, need to, to stop. stop. Yeah, you're doing nothing. Yeah. You're doing fucking nothing mm-hmm. to the conversation. What you're doing is you're insulting someone based on your fucking privilege because it doesn't really affect you mm-hmm. at all. You have mm-hmm. no nothing to lose in the conversation. Yeah, you're saying Becky needs to stop mm-hmm. because it's easy to throw a word around. And then people go like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're progressive. You like black people, the other thing. And then you jerk off in the mirror, call yourself a social justice warrior, and then you fucking, you know, you're done with the whole experience and whatever. Meanwhile, there are other people that are actively affected by this, trying to find a meaningful way to end the conversation. And then when you spout your senseless fucking verbiage at them, People listen to you, and then they have no more energy to listen to the people that are actually trying to solve the thing. Mm. You stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how much you hate Becky or Chad or whoever the fuck. Stop it. Fucking stop it. You know, uh, it's, it's people People need attention out here. They, they need attention bad. <laughs> you know they really they, fucking do. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Like, I love on Twitter. It's like, here's that attention that you ordered. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I see that. It is just like, it doesn't matter what the, the reason is. It's like, if anyone can find a reason, even if they have to shine the light on someone else or some some other cause, mm-hmm. just so they can step into the light a little bit more themselves. Right. They're just know? like, oh, look at me. I help with this thing. And you're like, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a strong need for attention, you know, and that's that's just what it what it it boils down to yeah. for me. It's what I see. It drives me fucking insane. Yeah. It drives me like that, that. Another thing that's not quite related to the racial side of things. It's like when when uh, like straight people mm. assume things about queer culture mm. based on the fact that queer culture is presented in some shape or form on television. Oh yeah. Like I love Queer Eye for the straight guy. Yeah. I love that shit. Right. But if your only contact with queer culture is queer eye for the straight guy, mm-hmm. you're getting a very distorted view of queer people. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm black, so I've, I've dealt with that right, for, yeah. for quite a while. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so the, the great thing is, is like when um, we talked about a little bit on the state of the sitcom mm-hmm. is when you see um, with Josh Cash you just brought up when you see different representation and um, and more people get to see different versions of things. Like I was, I was brought up the point of uh, black hair right. before is just when you're seeing oh you have to have your hair shaved all the way off or just conform into whatever society is. But then you see someone with cornrows or with dreads, and the only time you've seen that before is you know on cops or someone going to jail or drug dealing and things like that so it's just the more things that you're exposed to the more that you can kind of um uh, just just uh, bring into your whole lexicon you know right, but yeah. if if you're not if you've never been around that you don't know how to accept it you don't know how to deal with it at all and it I don't know. I'm, I'm glad television and movies are, are showing more than one thing. Like you said, with the queer eye for the straight guy, that's only one show. Yeah, it's right. one show. So it's like when people, the only information they have about this culture is this one show, then they're just going to be throwing stereotype after stereotype, and that's stereotype. the only information they have. But thankfully, like culture is changing to where we're not going to just have RuPaul, and that's our example. Right. And it's just queer eye for the straight guy, and that's the example. You know, or it's just, I don't, I don't have to be. For Fat Albert, it's the only example of a black person that is, you know, small and chubby. You know, that's the only thing I could be, you know, at nine right, years old. Yeah. It's just Fat it's Albert. It's the one thing. I that's just, it. hey, 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 that's yeah. it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's that's how it is with uh, with gay culture now. So, I mean, it's just, I, th- I think over time it will evolve, but now it's, it sucks. And oh, I know man, it it's, <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. Because, like, I, yeah. I, I'm pansexual, right? Mm-hmm. I am far from the gayest person I know and far from the strayest person. I'm, like, mm. right in the fucking, like, middle arrow of that. Yeah. And, like, every so often I hear, I just hear, like, some straight, like, white folk just say something about, like, 
fucking gay, like gay people are always fashionable. Like mm, queer people always. always know how to dress. Every one of it's them. Just like no, we don't. Some of us just have shitty like uh, like neutral colors in their closet. Oh, no, no, we're no, not flamboyant. No, you don't. No, I dress like <laughs> fucking Elton John every single time I go yep. out of my goddamn house. Yes. Sure, let's just rock with that narrative. <laughs> I've seen it on TV, yeah. man. I've seen it on TV. I know that to be true. There are no other examples. <laughs> just no other examples. I'm either Elton John or I'm fucking like like Johnny Knoxville Street. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all I am. Elton John or like just general fucking straight guy wearing flannel and jeans. That and is all I am. That, but that, and that's going back to like television and movies yeah. is because in their actual real life, they don't, they're not going to come in contact with these different varieties of people. So it's like when you can, if it gets to the like pop culture where it's that big mm-hmm. to where you can reference, okay, not the one on the left that you know and not the one all the way on the right that you know, but how about this third option <laughs> that you now know about? And it, and even still, it's so much grayer than that. Right. It's so way so much grayer than that. But, <laughs> but at least gonna open up options so it's not so you're not talking about the one on the left or the right so there's a middle one okay i I can recognize that and it's just 20 years 30 years from now then people will be able to see the full spectrum but yeah like like after they recognize that one in the middle it's like oh you're saying that there's a middle between the middle guy and Uh, the other guy (laughs) and there's a middle between that guy and that guy it's like yeah that's the way math works you fucking idiot exactly (laughs) yep uh fucking uh, and it's just like it's always conversations that i that i just like mind-boggling just fucking like and and you can't really say anything always because you're always outnumbered when that conversation happens oh yeah you're always outnumbered yeah and and even if even if there are like five more like bi pan gay people next to you trans people next to you yeah no matter how much you say to correct them on that stereotype the other people just be like nah that's not what i saw (laughs) fuck me you know <laughs> god damn it yeah. anyway that's my rage thing of like it's been boiling for like four weeks i've that's been running into it for like four fucking weeks yeah. and i just keep people's like virtue signaling and it's like oh yeah like fuck white people or like ah oh, man that's that that suit would look better on a queer guy mm. what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that's if you listen someone sent a leopard a, a, a picture of a dude wearing a leopard print suit okay and he looked like a proper bellin he looked like an idiot okay and I said that suit's fucking ugly, yep. and then someone responded to that and said, "If I could see if he were queer, he'd probably rock it a lot better." And I just went like, "What the fuck are you saying? Huh? What the fuck are you are you saying that like just?" And then she tried to kind of try to defend it by saying that like, um, queer people are just more confident in what they wear and they kind of have like a different attitude in carrying themselves, mm. which to her point, vaguely true. Okay, you know, vaguely certain. All right. Um, but anyone, if gay pan trans or like gay or span i fucked up the acronyms Whatever, yeah the whole spectrum of queerness any person wore a leopard print suit in quite the way that that guy wore it mm-hmm. with that guy's face on his body it would look fucking stupid yeah, there you that go. is it it would look fucking stupid yeah. there's no changing it a leopard print suit is a stupid choice to wear to prom no matter your sexuality your race or even if you're a goddamn alien it mm-hmm. will look fucking ridiculous yeah there you go yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah. Leopard print suit. Leopard print suit. Yep. Yeah, no. No, I'm not into that. Mm. I think the most ridiculous suit I can handle is like the Dumb and Dumber cosplay suits. Oh, you know? Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. I just I'm okay recently with that watched suit. that movie again. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen it in years. It's, I love that. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. only scene I remember is that this is the most annoying sound in the world. Oh, yeah. Anyway, now that I got some of my rage out, um, Deadpool? Deadpool 2? Cool. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk Deadpool. Chris, Yay. do your thing. Uh, Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2, uh, is rated R, came out this year, 2018, listed as a fantasy science fiction film that runs exactly two hours. Oh, really? Uh, That's yeah. a nice runtime. Yeah. Uh, the rundown is foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy of supernatural abilities from the brutal time-traveling mutant Cable. Uh, it's directed by David Leach. He's uh, the guy from Atomic Blonde. He directed mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde, produced uh, John Wick, uh, starring Josh Brolin as Cable, Zazie Beetz as Domino, uh, Brianna Hildenbrand as Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, I don't know if many people caught this. I'm hoping that you did. That uh, Vanisher, played by Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, TJ Miller plays Weasel. Terry Crews plays Bedlam. And Rod, Rob Delaney plays Peter. And, of course, um, Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool. Yep. 
Um, listen, man, like, I, when the first Deadpool came out, mm. I was, like, hesitant but excited. Okay. And so I love the first Deadpool. Mm. It was great. And then this movie was announced. It caught me off guard. I forgot it was releasing oh, at yeah. all. Okay. So I watched it on Thursday. And this has been one of the funnest movie experiences mm. I've had in a long time. All right. I really, really, really loved Deadpool 2. Okay. Hell yeah. I think, I think I enjoyed myself more in Deadpool 2 than I did in Infinity War. Whoa. Yeah. I think nice. I, I definitely enjoyed myself more. Because there's something about, like, people that don't, uh, and this is kind of like a work in theory, people that don't like Deadpool, the movies, mm. are people that are, like, they don't understand Deadpool, the character. The character as itself. As it worked in the comics. Yeah. And when they translate that, what happens in the comics to cinema, it feels disorienting for them. Mm. But people that understand the character of Deadpool, they kind of they kind of just go along with the fun of Deadpool. Uh, yeah, Deadpool's supposed to be a lot of fun. Maybe yeah. a little more dark, but, you know, they're they're doing what they can for that. Right, yeah. Um, but I, I think, uh, first of all, directed by David Leake. Mm-hmm. The director is Hamai Palam. He's yeah. a fantastic director. Very good. And he's really good at directing action sequences. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic at it. Uh, I think this movie was so much... Uh, did he direct the first one, too? I uh, don't think so. No. I have to check. I don't that. think so, either. No. Um, but I think David Licks did a... Licked, what if I can say his name. He did a fantastic job directing this movie. I mm-hmm. think it was... They had a bigger budget, first of all. And yeah. they had... Uh, this guy directing and I think it was so much better directed and better written than this first movie the first movie was really like you know like comedy centric but this one was it him? David Lick? oh no no Uh, Um, Tim Miller was the director for Tim Miller that's what it was so uh, like the first Deadpool movie was very much like comedy centric you know like it was always it never Mm. didn't want to make you feel it didn't have like a lot of emotional beats besides comedy uh, did you see the? When's the last time you seen the first one? It was. It was like. I mean, I was recent? like, like maybe like a year after it came out. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. I'll just like just a recap on the first one. Yeah. I, I seen. I had. I just watched it right before going to see this. The uh, Deadpool mm-hmm. two, and a couple things I want to like the first one. The writing, like I want to say, five times better. Like not even yeah. close. Like the second Deadpool two. I'm all the way on the train as far as, like, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see why I could be more entertaining and more funny. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I can see why I could be funnier. Uh, but writing, I felt a lot more within... I felt connected to the first one and the director as far as, like, from a film school student. And it came out while we were in film school. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it, and I'm seeing the techniques that we're learning in film school at the time and the eight sequences that we have just learned about. And then we're seeing it and relating that to, um, to like, Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. and then seeing them break the sequences down in, um, in Deadpool, the first one, and then the, the dealing with the, the cancer and then the, the death pool that mm-hmm. they're dealing with and the girlfriend and all these different things that you're pulled in emotionally for so, all these different uh, beats. And they chop the movie up into eight different sets segments and just throw you around left and right and back and forth and it's just a jumbled love fest for me for in in deadpool one deadpool two uh didn't feel as drawn emotionally into Mm -hmm. it you still have the same angle of the girlfriend love interest and and now you have the uh the kid you know so they're still trying to draw us in emotionally but um i felt a lot more heavy-handed with the comedy like super in your face like all comedy, and I'm not, a, I'm not no problem with that because, like yeah. you said, this is Deadpool. This is mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. So if I'm gonna have a knock, it's gonna be because because sequel. Mm-hmm. My knock is because, <laughs> because sequel. sequel. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. it's it does all the things that it does the first time pretty well, but all the good things that it did in the first one, it kind of doubles down on that. Right. You know, so it, it I don't get much in the way of better storytelling or writing but as far as entertainment value experience and comedy it boosts all those things up you know like a a lot i can see that i i I can definitely see that i think it it becomes a matter of preference because i I really like deadpool one but uh deadpool one was dealing with the cancer and all of that it was kind of an origin story yeah and i and i and i'm I'm never as attracted to origin stories Mm. as i should be i think Mm. Um, so, like, the fact that Deadpool 1 was an origin story and we kind of got, like, the first half of the movie was, like, yeah. Deadpool dealing with becoming Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is kind of, like, Deadpool, Deadpool just being Deadpool. Yeah. I think that that kind of knocks down the first movie in comparison to the second movie a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. It's not any director's fault or any no, film's fault. No, it's just fault. different movies. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, like, the content of the first movie yep. really had to set up who Deadpool was yeah. for, like, a lot of the movie. And yep. it didn't give us a time, it didn't give us much time to 
hang out with the comedy or hang out with the characters mm-hmm. as I would have liked yeah. in the first movie compared to the second one. But in the second one, since we know it's Deadpool. It's all characters. We, yeah, we yeah. know who it's Deadpool. We know every character he hangs out with. Oh, yeah. And even if we don't know them, like, uh, like we've had taste of Negasonic Warhead, yeah. Teenage Warhead. Yep. Uh, we know who Domino is. If you're watching Deadpool, chances are you know who Domino is. Mm-hmm. You know who Cable is. Yep. So, like, they don't really have to spend time Not setting much. up these characters apart yeah. from, like, maybe 10 minutes each maybe. on camera. So we do get a lot of time to hang out with the way these characters interact. Yeah. And that's what I love in mm-hmm. kind of these type of movies. It's, like, mm-hmm. characters interacting with each other. A lot of that. And I got a lot of that in Deadpool, too. Oh, yeah. And I think it was, it was well-written because even though we know that it's going to be a comedy movie... Mm-hmm. The pacing and the structure of the movie knew when to step away from the comedy and give you like a genuine, like maybe like thirty minutes of emotional. Ooh, thirty minutes now! Yeah. Come on, Brian. I think <laughs> it was it was like thirty minutes, like the mm-hmm. whole prison sequence. Mm. That was that was close. That was like I'm not saying that they get dramatic and they fucking turns into Shawshank. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm like, just saying. Now. But they give us like 30 minutes of emotional backbeat for the okay. stories where they step down the comedy. Uh, I got you. And they let Wade Wilson be Wade Wilson yeah. without the comedy and the trauma and like like okay. Wade Wilson with the trauma. Like they let him sit in his own sadness mm. for a while. Yeah. And so because Deadpool is a character that really does deflect all trauma all. with hilarity. Yep. Well, when they put that bracelet on him, and all he does is want to die because he's genuinely depressed yeah. that he killed this girl. Essentially, like, he thinks he killed his girlfriend yeah. and all of that. Um, those 30 minutes, I really, really, really appreciated in that prison break sequence. Yeah. Um, because it, it, it sort of solidified Deadpool as not being, like, one-dimensional, like, funny, mm. funny all the time. Yeah. Like, he can have the moments where he is emotional, even if they're behind a layer of, like, humor. Yep. And so, in terms of that, I love the way that this movie was structured because they gave us the... First of all, I love the, like the whole sequence at the beginning where he's just like blows himself up in the yeah. thing. They give it to their recap, and yeah. then it turns into this like James Bondian sequence yeah. with the dramatic Celine Dion yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, I I I love those little things in Deadpool, and and Deadpool one had a lot of like meta moments, mm-hmm. um, but Deadpool two I feel like hemped them up in a way that wasn't necessarily Deadpool being meta, but just the film being meta itself. The film itself, yeah. We're like, just making fun of the James Bond credits. Um, oh, everything. Yeah. I mean, they even made fun of Josh Brolin. There was like, uh, yeah, he's Cable. Uh, he's 5 foot 11, very short. Not the, the Cable you were expecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also like in that credit sequence, it was like produced by the guys who killed the doc in John Wick. Yep. Like all of that. It's kind of like those. a fake credit sequence. Yep. But he's right. Like it is produced by the guy that Disney. killed the doc in John yeah, Wick. yeah. Uh, and so uh, all those little moments of like cre- meta credits mm. and, and the little jokes where he looks straight into the camera, the fourth war breaks for me were handled so much, much, so much better in Deadpool 2 than mm. they were in Deadpool 1. In Deadpool 1, they were funny, but they felt a little disconnected with the movie. Yeah. In this one, I, I just, they just felt a little bit more synchronous with what I was expecting. Uh. You know? I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't feel it the same way, but I definitely see the angle though for it. And uh, with the with the prison scene, I, I wanted more things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like like you said, when when he had to wear that uh the, the the neck brace thing, it made it to where he was a human, and now well, his, his mutant powers are taken away. Mm-hmm. So now his um his body kind of is a bit like Wolverine, to where he can re- regenerate himself because his body is riddled with cancer, mm-hmm. but with his mutant ability, he's able to sustain his body. Right. But now his mutant powers are taken away. He's growing tumors, you know, by the by the second, you know, and just in dying, and um, that's that's what I really I was enjoying. So when he 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 thinks he's about to die, he sees his girlfriend down in the um, when he's in the water mm-hmm. and trying to get to her, and she's telling him that your heart is not in the right place. And as as silly and jokey and comedic as he is, he's trying to figure his life out. Right. And like that's that's the avenue, you know. I'm trying to travel down with him, mm-hmm. you know. This guy, or when he's with the uh, the blind lady. And then he's telling her all these things has happened. And it's like, so what do you think I should do? And then she was like, something terrible knowing you. you know? <laughs> and it's just like, that's that's the kind of person that he is. It's just he he uses comedy as as a tool, you mm-hmm. know, to, to help him cope as a coping mechanism, to help him deal with his how shitty and terrible his life is. So, I mean, we didn't even of uh, the scene where we believe that he is uh, quote unquote dying, mm-hmm. you know, because Deadpool like went over this with the Avengers movie. Deadpool right. is not dying <laughs> there's gonna be more movies got an x-force movie coming out yeah. but, but um in the, fuck you wolverine i'm dying in this one too <laughs> yeah. so uh when, when we think he's uh he's made to believe he's dying at the end of the movie like we can't even get like a serious moment for that moment yeah. you know it's like and that's that's what the movie is it's like like i said it's over the top is is um it's just trying it's going for the laugh for 
almost the majority the of the time. The entirety of the movie, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have, like I said, I'd have no problem with that because this is what Deadpool is. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is over the top, is not taking itself serious even from the opening moment, you know, yep. from, from, from beginning to the end. So it's like, if I, if I have a problem with it, it's because sequel. So it's over the top, like raunchy comedy, you mm-hmm. know, over the top. But like I said, if you don't know what Deadpool is, then you're gonna be upset. Like, why are you going to see this movie in the first place? Right, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of like I, I get the because sequel thing because there's a lot of movies that just get ruined because they try to do the same thing. Oh, this is a try to this, do. Is def- this is still good. No, no, yeah, no. I I know what you mean, but like I know that phenomenon of because sequel. Yeah, and and it it, it could really hamper down a movie. Oh, it can. Uh, but yeah. for for Deadpool two, I think that it, it just went in the right direction. It went oh, nice. in, so it went in a constant escalation. It did instead of just like. like just yeah. like a, a gun shutting you into mm-hmm. the thing. Um, that, that that being said, the structure of the movie I thought was really well yes. well done. It was. Uh, you know, you have the, the the eight sequences again. Like that mm-hmm. whole character thing is very much present. Yep. Um, we have the failure of like when every like the thing is like they use the eight sequence, but they kind of play them for comedy. Yeah. Like where uh, like a real failure would be like the first failure is like he couldn't protect his girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. You know that sends him reeling. And then by the other movie, the second failure would be when he makes a team and everybody fucking dies. Yeah. And you know, she's like, shit, he can't get a break. <laughs> but they play the second the second failure for comedy instead yeah. of like making it dramatic yeah. and then have a huge set piece after that. And then we go right into the third act. Yeah. So I think that the I like I like things that kind of flip the script on their head mm. a little bit. And I'm not saying that people did that, you know, revolutionarily. But there were a couple of moments where you'd expect a little bit more drama, mm. and then they would give you a taste of it, and then Deadpool right. would just deflect it right yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's the fun of the movie. They never want you to get too bucked down with, like, the minutiae of the scene. It's yeah. just kind of like, I hope they caught that in slow motion, like, in a really dramatic moment. Because yeah. that's what you're thinking. It's just like, oh, this is going to be the slow motion moment. Mm. It happens, he runs in slow motion. It's just like, man, I hope they caught that in slow motion. You know, it's like, yeah. for me, it's like funny, like, cinematic little quips. No, yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, there's another example of that if I can think of it um, where you said that the slow motion moment I uh, hope you caught that in slow motion and then you seeing that mm-hmm. um, there's a part where, where Deadpool shit I'm not I'm not gonna be able to think of it now my uh, did you, the, my favorite like little comment like sort of funny thing that happened it's just like they made the joke in the first episode where it was just like where the fuck are the other X-Men and yeah. then he walked into the mansion and they're just in a room and they just kind of closed the door oh that was <laughs> like a beast is right there or, or night night so it was one of them uh, yeah just like oh, it was Beast cool. and Rogue and some Rogue, other yeah. couple of people were just hanging on the door like, like, nah, that real quick mm-hmm. it's like I thought the studio would throw us a bone yeah and it's just like things that they put in the movie just exclusively to make fun of the fact that no one thought the first Deadpool would make money yeah and then this one is just like bigger and better oh, yeah. version of that so yeah. Things like that, like the dig at the studios, the dig at the the just the way that films are made. Yeah, you know the dig at the slow motion cameras, the yeah. dig at the like at the end where oh I got oh, it there, got? there it goes. Um, so so yeah, like when whenever I'm watching a movie and I'm too far ahead of it, mm-hmm. it's like we, we, we talked about a little bit how we differ a little bit to where you're saying you kind of want to be with the movie. Don't you don't want to be so far behind the movie to where it's not even enjoyable for you watching it for the first time, right? To where you got to watch it two times just to even get the enjoyment part of it. Mm-hmm. And this were and I, my, I'm on the opposite side to where it's like if I'm too far ahead of the movie, then I can't enjoy it because I'm I'm two steps ahead of you. Right. But what this movie does is like it's not trying to outsmart you and so like when I'm, when I'm watching something to where I'm like okay god this this writing is super lazy and then be like oh here's some super lazy writing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like okay well at least you recognize that right it's, yeah, it's like know? self-aware yeah, very, very much self-aware or um, there, there's a, there's another scene, shit. But, but you, you you get you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the um the uh they're they're on the train, and then some there's somebody's locked down uh, at the bottom, and they don't mm-hmm. know who's locked down there. And then he was like, yeah, here's a big steamy cup of foreshadowing. Yeah, and, and I'm like, oh, it's like good. the really big guy, <laughs> the biggest guy in town. Here's a big steaming cup of foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like when you're hearing it, it's just like, especially like me and you, or critics, mm-hmm. or people that just go to the movies or see movies a lot. When you you don't want to feel like someone is just is just condescending you right. know, over and over. But like when when you say something like that, it's like, okay, no, they're in on the joke. These yeah. are bad jokes, you know, in, in the sense of you get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and, I, and I think that's the essence of that. It is. A yeah. lot of the jokes are just kind of like, hey, you, get you got this it? joke? Uh-huh. You got this? I threw it at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You sure you got this? It's going to pay off later. Yeah. And like the fact that, and I love movies that participate in the genre that they make fun of. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Baby Driver. 
And that's kind of why I love Deadpool, because yeah. it is participating in the superhero genre, but it is also very much Make making fun, of, fun yeah. of the superhero genre. Yeah. And, 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 and nothing exemplifies that more than the reference to, like, the most popular franchise. That Marvel has the Avengers. Mm. And, like, uh, they make several jokes about the oh, Avengers yeah. the entire time. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, <laughs> my favorite joke, which I didn't get until, like, I got home and I Googled who played Thanos in Avengers. Okay. It was just, like, Cable was, like, shouting at Deadpool. It was, like, shut the fuck up, Thanos. Josh Brolin oh, also plays Thanos. Yeah, he did. In, in, the, in the Avengers. Yeah, he did. I didn't, I didn't think of all that. And so, like, those little dicks like that, when mm. they're always just making fun of the bigger franchises, yeah. and they're participating in the same genre that they're making fun of. Yeah. And, and I love that shit, because it shows that they can be self-aware and mm. still have a good time. They don't have to take themselves super seriously. Yeah. And my favorite dig at that at the DC universe is just like, man, you're so dark and gritty. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Yeah. I fucking <laughs> love that yeah. line. All of those little digs at the bigger picture of the movie made the movie for me. The um, even even them like them being self aware of a character like Domino, like being in the writing room, say we're in the writing room there. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, so we know how Deadpool is going to work. How are we going to get uh, Domino, a person who doesn't have a legitimate superpower, right. like their power is luck, <laughs> yep. and they they address it in the middle of the movie? Deadpool's like, look, it is, isn't a superpower, and it isn't cinematic. <laughs> 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 and, that, and that's and it's true and then it's just like then they go on to show you like how we can make this cinematic for you right you know so it's like I'm, I, I enjoy stuff like that they're just throwing it at you can you pick it up if not then it's there but we, we threw it out there <laughs> and then like I love that after they show you that it's really cinematic it was like mm. alright maybe your luck your fake superpower is real yep. and it can be cinematic mm -hmm. And it's just like those ah, those little fucking moments just make me laugh. Yeah. Because I, I really like every everything. Like people take themselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I love the freshness of Deadpool. De yeah, Deadpool, like I said, Deadpool does not take itself zero percent serious. Maybe maybe ten percent. Yeah. You know, like maybe ten fifteen percent. But it's not going for that. And another thing, if I'm going to say something that I really mm -hmm. do love about this movie is strip away that it's a superhero movie. Strip away that you know Ryan Reynolds and you know that the, the platform that it has. Mm -hmm. I've been looking at, you know, things that are just, we talked about a little bit about Dumb and Dumber. It might have been off of um, off of air. Mm -hmm. But are we getting these flat-out comedies that are just, that you can love like Dumb and Dumber or There's Something About Mary? Mm -hmm. And this Deadpool rated R movie, outside of it being a superhero movie, is just a very good comedy. Yeah. And it's, the jokes it, land. The jokes land. So it's like, I'm not, not even talking about, we talked about Thor and um, the Avengers, the last Avengers mm -hmm. movies. Like, these are, like, kind of comical. Like, they were a little too comical for my taste. But it, those aren't pure comedy like the way that this Deadpool movie is. Right. Like these are comedies that are rated R. You know, so I mean, I, if you want to see a comedy, these are some of the better comedies that have been made in the past five years. Deadpool one and two. I would definitely agree. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we've talked about Deadpool, but like the actual plot of the movie mm -hmm. with the kid um, who is actually the kid. Did you see the movie where the uh, where the not not where the wall ones at? Um, with the wall things? It's the uh, New Zealand movie with the fat kid and the old guy that would like get a hunt for the wilderbeast. No. Uh, it's a New Zealand movie. This is the kid from that. Okay. Uh, he worked with Ta he's worked with Taika Waititi before, which is probably how they got a hold of them because okay. of uh, the Thor connection. Yeah. Uh, that kid is fucking fantastic. No, he did I love a very that good kid. job. Very good job. Uh, and his his plot in the movie is just like it's a very basic like kid is kind of getting lost in the dark in the dark side of things. Yeah. And then some superhero kind of goes and save him. Yeah. Um, even though the superhero is doing it for a kind of selfish reason. Very selfish reason. Um, yeah. But it still kind of works out because everyone in the movie is like sort of dysfunctional mm -hmm. and they kind of find an acceptance and, and, you know, they kind of find comfort in accepting that they will never be like a normal family. Yeah. Um, but like that, that whole plot with Deadpool trying to save this kid mm -hmm. and then uh, Josh Brolin Cable trying to kill the kid. Yep. And that would just give me like 30 seconds. And th that whole thing was all just handled really, really well. And I think it synced well with Deadpool's character arc. Mm. Uh, because normally you would have, like, I think a lesser writer team or a lesser director that would be, like, saving the kid and then funny Deadpool stuff. Mm. But in this one, they were pretty Together. twisted yeah. really nicely. And so, like, saving the kid became the Deadpool being funny. Like, that's yeah. why Deadpool was being funny. Because he, yeah. he was trying to save the kid and he couldn't handle failing the kid. So he reflected with humor again and all those things. Mm. And I really, 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 really love that. And okay. the kid had an amazing per performance. Oh yeah, I mean, I this I like what they brought up. The kid brought up it was like uh, how they don't have like overweight superheroes. 
in, in movies or you know things like that. And I was like, okay, that's, that's so. Y'all, we got some representation, and his power was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, it was that. It was fire like a fist. fire fist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> fire fist. And and that's the thing. And that's really like my favorite thing about like that when they first meet the kid, mm-hmm. and that was like an X Men trainee. And there, he's trying to like save the kid, and then mm. he just fucking shoots the other guy yeah. in, the fa- in the face because he's been abusing the kid. Yeah, uh, that's like I, I, my biggest pet peeve with superhero movies that they're never willing to take the next step. Mm. If Batman were to kill Joker, and like the first time it, he showed up to be like a massive danger to society, yeah, uh, it would be fine. <laughs> It, it wouldn't, but, it, <laughs> but it's like, that's, I, I kind of wanted to see a little more of that in the Deadpool thing too, like these issues and why the X-Men, oh, I take the stand that they they take mm-hmm. and why um, you see someone like Magneto and his group take the stand that they take. Right. Or, um, I mean, and, and this parallel was from the 1960s of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yep. You know, you have one person be like, well, you can just do, be Malcolm X and everything will be fine. Like, well, it kind of will be fine. <laughs> or, or like the, um, or T'Challa and Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can just be Killmonger and it'll be fine. Like, hey. <laughs> you know, right. it's, like, it's like these people are kind of right but they're kind of eh. but um i don't know i don't have a huge problem with those type of characters though, so. i don't have a huge problem with them yeah. it's just like when they happen in cinema for yeah. 15 years oh, yeah. you kind of know like fuck me just give me a break man. yeah like i just need another type of philosophy argument here yeah yeah and i think deadpool is like embodies that a lot where it's just kind of like I don't really give a shit. It's just the easy way to like, kill the guy that's been... Yep. He made me angry. He did a really shitty thing. Yep. He deserves to get shot. Mm. So I'm just going to shoot him. Like, I like that mentality. It's played for comedy. Yeah. I like the mentality a lot. Yeah. Um, when it's played the right way. Because I'm tired of, like, the, the big philosophical battles. Mm. And, and, you know, in my action movies. I yeah. just want an action movie. Yeah. It's kind of why I love John Wick so exactly, much. Yeah. It's just a fucking action movie. It knows what it is, and it does that very well. Mm. It doesn't try to bring in some pseudo, you Not know, much. cosmical argument no. of philosophy or whatever. Mm. And so when Deadpool, like, I like that Deadpool stays between those grounds. He's, mm. like, very new. He's a very, he's, like, an anti-hero-esque character. Very much, yeah. And he's always been that. And I like that the movies have kept that. I, want, I wanted to know, like, why they didn't address something. Like, well, like we talk about all the things that they addressed mm. in this movie. I feel like it was a pretty blatant rip from Looper. And I didn't hear it, like that address at all. And I'm like, maybe you know, you can't credit or you can't say what you wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But it was like you got a guy coming back from the past. Have you have you seen Looper? Yeah, I've seen Looper. Okay, so yeah, you see yeah. with the parallel that I'm talking about yeah, here. Yeah. A guy that's coming back from the past to kill a kid. To kill to be able to kill a kid <laughs> before this kid eventually grows up and becomes this terrible monster. Yep. But maybe that the kid could just change. And you know, so that's basically what, what we're it's going. It's pretty much the same plot. Very much yeah. similar. So it's like that's, that's the only knock because I was like, I was upset when I picked something up. And then I'm like, what the fuck? Like, your writing is lazy. But then if you're in on it, too, then great. Right. You know, so it's like, I know that you got to be in. Like, you, you're you smart enough to recognize all those other things you were doing. You got to know you ripped, like, 20 minutes from Looper. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, but but even, even with that, it's like I'm still, like I said, it's in, I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's a fun, very fun rod. And... I don't know. Josh Brolin did a pretty damn Josh good Brolin job. Was amazing, yeah. There's there's one there's a scene to where um he's talking he's talking it was like uh, I'm retrieving I'm retrieving something from my utility bag and he was like it's a goddamn fanny pack and you know it you <laughs> sick son of a bitch the difference between <laughs> night and day. <laughs> T.J. Miller's character Weasel. <laughs> it's a fanny pack. <laughs> Like I, I I watched the movie with Giselle and like when he pulled out the fanny said, "Is this motherfucker wearing a fanny pack?" pack? Yeah, it is. And I, I love the fact that things that I notice in the screen they later get played as mm-hmm. jokes in the movie. Yeah, I I had a, I had such a great movie experience mm-hmm. with that book because every like I went like late at night on opening night and yeah. I feel like most people that were there understood what that pool was about and yeah. they laughed at all the appropriate places where yeah. they should have laughed and I was just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm with the right group of people." And it was yeah. great. Um, I'm really interested in seeing the movie without the cinema experience, so okay. I can judge the movie purely on like what the movie is, yeah, is instead yeah. of like having that skew for the cinema experience. Mm. But uh, but I like Josh Brolin did such a great job as Cable. He, he, yeah, was, he, he was fantastic. Oh, yeah. He beefed up so fucking much yeah. for that role. Yeah. Like dude was working out like crazy. Looks good. And like the time travel, like Cable's an interesting. Like all of those characters are really really interesting because they're kind of like B characters for X Men. They were. Uh, or for Marvel in general, just like B characters. Mm. And like, how do you make a movie about just B characters and make it make sense? You know? I mean, Suicide Squad. I mean, <laughs> how do you make a good movie with B characters? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You know, and I kind of, I kind of mm. love that idea of like, like, yeah. give me a break from Tony and mm-hmm. like the other people, and let me see what these guys are up to, and like yeah. what the 
with the new branch of X-Men and there, there's and something like, there's something that Ryan Reynolds is doing that uh, I haven't seen since um since Robert Downey Jr. like he's he's carrying this character I mean if if we're talking about like uh, about actors who are embodying a character mm-hmm. I'm putting him like number 2 behind Robert Downey Jr. I think so too, yeah. You know like I mean you can you can put Chris Evans and Liam Hemsworth like how they're you know carrying Captain America and Thor like they're doing an amazing job and you know a number of other people. I mean, uh, Chris Pratt. You know, for for Star Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 this this guy right here, this Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. He's putting his life into it, and you can see it like outside of the movie. You can go to his Twitter. You go to his he's Facebook. Like yeah, he's he's a funny guy, and he cares about the project. Mm-hmm. Like he cares about it. He's putting everything into it. And something I was talking about with the Avengers movie, I was like, you have to have skin in the game. And who is selling this movie? Mm-hmm. When you look at Ryan Reynolds, it's like when you go to his Twitter, you can tell he has skin in the game. He has to sell this movie. When you see him on screen, you can see how chiseled and in shape he is, even though he doesn't have a single shirtless of like single scene, shirtless shot, not yeah. one, you know, but you can still see that he took care of his body like times 10 getting ready for that for yep. the movie, you know, so I'm like, I give so much kudos to, to Ron Reynolds for, you know, embodying this character like no one else on earth could, you know, absolutely. And even in the marketing, like I love yeah. the marketing for, for the both Deadpool movies. Me too. Uh, the, the did you see the video he did with Celine Dion for the movie that played in the opening credits? So. They made a they made a whole little short about Celine Dion singing this amazing performance of Ashes, which is a movie that plays in that Bondian opening credit. Mm. And then Deadpool is on the stage with her, like dancing like dramatically and seductively to the song. Yeah, and it's just amazing to watch. Like marketing, Ryan Reynolds has come out as Deadpool in mm. like the Stephen Colbert show. Oh, nice! And like all of that. Like I like that real like blending between like the marketing and then what Deadpool is, which is kind of like breaking that fourth wall. Yeah. Because it really does break the fourth wall of yeah. like what you know is a cinema product and what you know is like real life. Yeah. And Deadpool just brings in those two together, and yep. it, it it creates a very interesting project. Yeah. And one that I'm really, really, really happy with, and I'm really excited. Me too. For like just a franchise, like I, I want to see, I want to see the character Deadpool and like doing as much as I can. Me too. It's 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 to the point to where it's like I feel that them not being invited, quote unquote, until into the MCU, mm-hmm. you know, is the best thing that could possibly happen to Deadpool and, so and the franchise as a whole. You know, just because it's able to um, just build its own foundation and build what it is, you know, what it wants to be, so it can stand alone. I I very strongly believe we're gonna see. Deadpool have a cameo in in the MCU, you know, but not full on in the way that he's going to have thirty minutes of screen time in right. an MCU, you know, movie. With and I think that's I think that's good. Me too. Because Deadpool is not the kind of character you want in the battle against no. Thanos or whatever. Because he will just he'll just fuck everything up. <laughs> like he'll fuck. fuck up all your plot points. Yep. You can't have Tony Stark and Captain America in the same frame mm. and have Deadpool look at the camera and say something like that guy with the fucking shield. Yeah, like, no. Uh-uh. You can't have that. Like <laughs> no. it'll just fuck up your whole narrative. It sure will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's it's great what they're doing and, and standalone and the mockery that they're doing. I mean this I love, like I say, I love how the open with with Logan. You know, the, the very first scene is like you got like a little toy of old man Logan and the scene where he dies and has the wood sticking through where his heart would be and he pushes it and the jingle comes out and it starts spinning around. Just so happy. So good. Fuck you, Wolverine. I'm going to die in this one too. Yep. Uh, my, okay, so I, I loved the entirety of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think the, like, the movie, the plot points were great. The structure was great. Mm-hmm. The writing was fun and exciting and it kept me interested the entire time time uh the ending of the of the film really fucking had me like laughing really hard like uh, from the point where like cable decides to turn back time Mm. and then save deadpool from getting shot and dying and then deadpool wakes up and he goes like you time sliding son of a bitch yeah uh from all the way to like the the credit scenes the Mm. post-credit scenes that thing where like uh what's the song that goes um the song that plays in the credits in time um whatever it's he's time traveling back through mm-hmm. all the timelines and then he's like goes back and he saves speeder from getting shipped yep. uh by the wood chipper yep. he goes all the way back to uh wolverine and in, uh, in x-men origins with yeah. the original deadpool and he yep. kills that kills deadpool mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes like how you doing wolvie love yep. you just clearing up the timelines <laughs> <laughs> and then the last shot of that is like <laughs> It's like Ryan Reynolds reading the script to Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah. And he kills that Ryan Reynolds. Yep. <laughs> it's just like... Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I love that so much because I, I, I just... 
It just it just breaks away the illusion that everybody and like that's making mainstream Hollywood movies doesn't have a sense of humor. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. But I wonder how they're I wonder how the Green Lantern people feel about all the fun that they're getting made of. It <laughs> doesn't matter how they feel. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I had such a great time with this movie that honestly, I had a better time with it in terms of being entertained mm. and being like immersed in a movie than Infinity War. Wow. And I have no shame in saying that. I think Infinity was a great movie, mm. but I think Deadpool 2, just, it just knew what it's doing a lot better. I think it's, um, this Deadpool movie is the best comedy of 2018. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I said, I have no shame in saying that I didn't have as great a time as Avengers, the Avengers movie, but I want to go ahead and say, like I said, this is the best comedy, in my opinion, of 2018. Right. And, and 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 this is one of those things where like I said I had a better time at a, in, than Infinity War, but I, I don't necessarily think that it's better made better. No, no, no. than Infinity War. Yeah. Let me just clear that up just in case everybody has any confusion. I think Infinity War definitely is like a huge cinematic achievement. Yeah. But I had more fun yeah. watching that pool. I yeah. just had a great time. I love Ryan Reynolds. I yeah. love the humor. I love the writing. It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And I am very excited to see what happens with Deadpool, the character. And like, yeah. we have an X-Force movie coming out, right? There's going to be an X-Force movie. I'm excited for that. Yes. Uh, Terry yeah. Crews let the beans out this past week. Spilled the beans. Oh, you don't, okay. Yeah. You don't let the beans out. Yeah. You let the dogs out. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think the beans do the whole barking thing. That would be a different song. It's just like, who let the beans out? out. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Who spilled the dogs? <laughs> Just like floppy dogs all over. It's like fuck, got him up off these dogs. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean that's all. That's kind of all I gotta say about Same. Deadpool too. Yeah. Um, what would you rate it? Um, as close to an 8 as possible, so like a 7.8, 7.9. I'm just going to go ahead and give it an 8. eight. A fucking great time nice. with this movie. And I recommend anyone that just likes having a laugh mm-hmm. and likes superhero movies and do you know what Deadpool is about, go watch it. I so agree. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to cut and then we're going to go to television movies. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> It's there. It's right there. Yeah. We, we told you <laughs> we what told you, you were expecting. Yes. Have you seen the trailers? <laughs> yeah. We told you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they serve you up. They give you exactly what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right they do. Yeah. Anyways, welcome back to television and movie premieres. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, Is yeah. your microphone all right? No, we're good. Uh, all right. Uh, welcome back to television right. and movie premieres. <laughs> hey. Uh, so let me see. Uh, so this week in television and movie premieres, we're going to start with Tuesday, May the 22nd through Monday, May the 28th. Uh, only two shows. Um, the first one's going to be Tuesday, May the 22nd. Is Tig Notaro happy to be here? Oh, she's back. She is back. Nice. Is that a telly show or a special? A comedy special. Okay. Um, the last thing we've seen her from was uh, One in Mississippi, uh, season two. Um, we talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the whole thing with, with Louis. Louis. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, so uh, she is back. She has a comedy special. Happy to be here on Netflix. And you can also catch her on season two of Star Trek Discovery, oh, if anybody's in into that. What does yeah, she play? Uh, she, she just got cast as an engineer okay. for, like, um, I follow her uh, her Twitter stuff and uh, Google Google Plus alerts. Okay. So uh, so apparently she's going to be on two or three episodes. That is a fucking sentence that I have not heard in ages. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> the, the only thing about it is like, so like say um, someone is going to be coming in town mm-hmm. and I have no way of knowing, like even like on Twitter, I'll see them talk about stuff on Twitter, but it doesn't just alert me when they tweet they're going to come to Charlotte. Right. You yeah. know, so like, but Google alerts or whatever, if you follow someone on there, then anything they're doing is going to come to you. Nice. But, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Tig Notaro. Uh, she is going to be on. She's going to be on Star Trek Discovery. That's going to be out at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Check her in that. But this Tuesday, May the 22nd, check out Happy to Be Here on Netflix. She's fucking hilarious. Yeah, she people. is pretty goddamn funny. She's Go hilarious. Yes, Tignataro. Uh, the next thing and the last thing is Friday, May the 25th. Steve Martin and Martin Short, an evening you will forget for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a comedy special. It's going to be on Netflix Friday, May the 25th. All right. Um, I don't know who Martin Short is. I know who Steve Martin is. Uh, Martin Short, uh, he's a comedic actor. He does a lot of plays, I believe. Mm-hmm. He was in um, the movie with Matthew Broderick, The Producers. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I Producers. I have to see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mar- Steve Martin, I've read, I think, all of Steve Martin's books. He's literally a genius in Mensa. You know, so it's like he's a comedic genius. We believe he is, but he's literally a genius. genius. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Steve Martin, but uh, definitely going to check this out. Friday, May the 25th, 
Um, an evening you will forget for the rest of your life. I was born a poor black child. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Steve Martin? Yeah. It's uh, the, the Jerk. Oh, from The Jerk. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Hell yeah, man. Love that movie. Nice. Um, we got two movies. Uh, the two movies you got starting with um, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. It's, uh, <laughs> it's rated R, 102-minute runtime, listed as a comedy music romance movie. Um the only reason it's even worth talking about because Elle Fanning's in it. Elle Fanning is pretty nice. I'm a, I love yeah. Elle Fanning, like even more so than Dakota Fanning, like she's in it. But uh, Elle Fanning's in it, Nicole Kidman is in it, and Ruth Wilson is in it. That's a good cast. It's a good I cast. I don't know who that Wilson guy is. But uh, Ruth Wilson. Yeah. I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't know. No. Uh, the rundown is an alien touring the galaxy breaks away from her group and meets two young inhabitants of the most dangerous place in the universe, the London suburb of Cryoden. <laughs> Croydon. Croydon. Croydon yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it has great cast, so check that out. Maybe, nice. yeah. Uh, and last but not least, um, everybody's gonna see uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. I'm more than sure. Can Can I just so, say that the only reason I'm excited for that movie is just Donald Glover? Th- yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, yeah. that is the only reason I would too. go see that movie. Me too. Donald Glover. I don't even know if I'm gonna see it in theaters unless I'm yeah. just like really pressed about it. I got a movie yeah. pass recently. Ooh, uh, yeah. Because uh, someone referred me for a free month of movie pass. That's pretty sick. So I just have a movie a day. So yeah. I, I might as well just go fucking see it. Honestly, man. Um, but like the only reason I want to see Solo is purely because of Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Woody Harrelson. So, I mean, he's in it. Donald Glover's in it. Um, you know what this is. We don't have to talk about that. Right, like you yeah. guys, you guys know what that is. You know, you know what Solo is. It's Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. We're going to yeah. get another 30 of those in the next two weeks. Gonna be a lot of those, man. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm starting to get to the point of Star Wars. Or like after the Last Jedi, I mm. kind of don't want any more Star Wars. I'm good on Star Wars. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm kind of good, man. Like well, I don't, I don't. Why do we need all of these movies? Why do we need? You know, and I hate to. It's it's kind of like the be careful what you wish for mm-hmm. because I'm the ass clown that was wanting it. I, 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 wanted, <laughs> I wanted it because I was like, damn, the 70s. Like, I went back and watched all those the original Star Wars. Yeah. Then I'm like, damn, like, these are so good. And that's right around the time they started releasing the prequels. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the prequels right behind that. I'm like, damn, this is so bad. <laughs> but I'm like, well, maybe if you just do it better, like, I want more because this is actually good. I like the universe and the world. Yeah. And I started playing the video game Star Wars, the, Star Wars, the Old Republic. And I'm yeah. like, there's so much into this world that I like about it. You know, but just do it right. But now you're just oversaturating and so watered down. And I'm just like so separated from the core of the yeah. thing that I you really used to love about Star Wars in the first place. So I'm like, so you don't even know if you love Star Wars because you love it or because it's Star Wars. It's just because it's Star Wars yeah. now. Yeah. I, I really love the original three movies. Me too. Like those are great. Yes. Um, and I love Force Awakens yep. and I love The Last Jedi, but I'm good on Star Wars. I think I'm kind of good too. Yeah. Like I get it. You've, that, you've, you've made your point. Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, that being said, I am wonder. I'm, I I am interested to see how Solo does because we've never had no, someone that's not Harrison Ford play Han Solo before, mm. and that's interesting because kind of like Han Solo was kind of my jam. Like he was my favorite. He's my favorite character okay. out of all the Star Wars no, no, things. I agree. I agree. With that. Yeah, like yeah. Han Solo is kind of my shit. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they receive this new Han Solo. Yeah. Because part of me just wanted, like, I saw a meme on Twitter that makes me laugh every time. It's just what? like, maybe we should just put Harrison Ford as he is right now in the new Solo movie and okay. just have him pretend that he's a young Han Solo. And just know, fucking out of pure arrogance. Why, why not? I mean, we, yeah. we got Carrie Fisher pretending like she's not dead. You know, so. <laughs> 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 you know, like I mean, while we're at it here, like Star Wars is doing a lot, man. <laughs> You're doing a lot. <laughs> Just, how far are they gonna go? Might as well. <laughs> Might as fucking well, you know. Just throw Harrison Ford in there, man. <laughs> you know. Uh. Goodness gracious! I mean, man. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, yeah that's, that's 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 Star Wars <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story. It's going to be out this week. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Uh, you can find us on Twitter underscore FFS Podcast. Um, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music app, and Stitcher under the name for Film's Sake. Uh, my personal Twitter you can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast and my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Ochilla I'm at THA underscore V-O-N-Z hey. and that's it for today's episode uh, watch Deadpool if you feel like you want a fun time and then uh, you know 
watch Solo and pretend Carrie Fisher's in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. Wait.